Hello, everybody, and happy Canada Day to all you Canadians out there and everybody else. Uh, happy Saturday. All right, that's nice. We had a free agent frenzy today in the NHL, and what a frenzy it was. Um, actually, it was more like um, sitting down to a civilized meal with friends, but we still enjoyed ourselves, didn't we? All right, I've got all the top signings of the day here to discuss. We can't waste any time. I declare this the summer of biz. Let's get to it. You're listening to Fantasy NHL Today. time the GMs were frothing at the mouth and, and overpaying a lot of players. It was, it was really fun to watch. Um, hi, everybody. This is Fantasy NHL Today. I am your host, Blake Creamer. Please follow me on Twitter. Uh, if it's working for you at, at the current moment, I don't know what the hell is happening on Twitter, but uh, my Twitter handle is at Blake Creamer SE. You got to do it. You got to follow me over there. Okay, come on. Uh, we've got a Discord as well, Fantasy NHL Today. There is a link in the description, and I'm on Instagram as well, Fantasy NHL Today, all one word. Yeah, that, those are the socials, all right? That's where I get the biz. That's where I talk to people. That's where you can connect with me. So uh, please definitely do that. Uh, I know it's the off season, so you're probably all enjoying your time outdoors, all right? I'm in a basement looking at a computer screen about, uh, you know, advanced statistics on some dingus on the fourth line. What the hell? But I like it. All right. I I can't even complain about that. This is my happy place. That's really weird. But anyways, I got a big show, so I don't want to waste too much time here. Uh, I do want to mention, though, right off the top here, and I did this last show. I'm going to do it again. I am doing a contest uh, with Dauber Hockey. Those beauties, those legends over at Dauber Hockey, um, DauberHockey.com. You got to go check that out. They've been kind enough to give us 10 Ultimate Fantasy Packs. It's awesome. It's really awesome stuff. This is stuff I use myself and I've been using for a couple years now. But um, if you if you want to check it out, go check out DauberHockey.com to see uh, what it's all about, these fantasy packs or what, what's in them. But um, you get the 2023-24 Fantasy Guide. You get the 2023 Prospects Report, uh, which I just have been reading like crazy uh, leading up to the draft. It was awesome. Um, but the Prospect Report also has just all the best prospects team by team. It's a really awesome document, so uh, definitely want to shout that out. Plus, you get a mid-season guide halfway through, plus much more. Oh, my God. This is this is a crazy giveaway. It's really nice, and I'm so glad that they reached out uh, to do this because it's just a product I really believe in. So thank you, Dubber Hockey. We've got 10 of these to give away, all right? All you got to do to enter is head over to Twitter, okay? My Twitter, at BlakeCreamerSE. Give me a follow if you aren't already. I've pinned a tweet talking about the contest, so it'll be the first one you see. Like that tweet, retweet that tweet, and then tag a friend, all right? And then you're entered, all right? That is it. Easy peasy lemon squizzle, all right? That's uh, that's pretty easy. Come on, help me out. Um, There's a lot of good stuff here. This is how you crush at Fantasy Hockey, all right? Um, Let other people do the work for you over at Dollar Hockey, all right? These people are smart. They know what the hell they're talking about. Anywho. Let's get into it. We got a ton of signings today. It was a really cool day. Uh, it just, you know what sucked though? I did mention a little bit about Twitter. Yeah, it was it was all over the place today. They, you know, I guess 
I saw a tweet come out from Elon Musk, the owner and proprietor of Twitter.com, um, basically just stating that you can only, for some reason, because of the the data issues, like, uh, you know, you if you're not verified, you can only see 600 tweets. If you are verified, you can see 6,000 tweets. And if you're newly unverified, so a new account, so you can only see 300 tweets. What the actual hell? Oh, my God. I... I <laughs> You know, I don't even know. You can't make this stuff up. So um, Twitter is an amazing, amazing site and way to network, especially in fantasy hockey. So I hope they get it all sorted out. I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Big day for the NHL. We we need those. We need Twitter to get those tweets to see what's happening. And yeah, it was all over the place, but... We figured it out. We all, you know, lots of lots of good writers putting out some good content. So anyways, let's get into it. First one I want to talk about, Dmitry Orlov, uh, probably the best defenseman available going to the Carolina Hurricanes. He signed a two-year, $7.75 million deal. Um, I'll just give you a heads up really quick on this, actually. I'm not going to talk too much about term or or salaries. I'm not going to give my, my thoughts on that. The, the main thing I want to focus on here with these free agents fantasy relevance okay that that's really the main piece here so anyways i will tell you what they signed for though so again orlov carolina two years 7.75 million he was gonna get overpaid no matter what this was a foregone conclusion um the work he did in boston was was unexpected to say the least i this is a man i i kind of steered away from when he got uh picked up by the bruins and of course he just went nuclear right because eh, that's what he does, right? This this guy, uh, his his career high ever was 36, uh, sorry, 35, and he got 36 last season and got most of that with the Boston Bruins, for God's sake. Um, yeah, no, he had a great uh, time with the Bruins, and he continued it into the playoffs, right? He, in the playoffs, this guy, he had eight, eight assists in seven games, right? Playing tw- just over 23 minutes a night in the playoffs with the Bruins. So, yeah, he earned this contract, but it's definitely an overpay. Um, and I don't think this is this is something for fantasy. I just don't see how Orlov is going to be any more relevant than a player like Jacob Slavin, right? He's a much better real-life player, a real-life defenseman than a fantasy player, and he's not going to get a sniff of power play one with Brent Burns there. I think Orlov is just going to be a good streamer, and he's probably going to put up decent D-man perifs, but... You know, the way he was in Boston, I just do not see that happening. And I've said that before, and I meant it then. I think it was it was um, an outlier what Orlov did last season with the Boston Bruins. I think he was just hot. He just got hot at the time and was playing very well. This all said, I mean, Orlov is a great defenseman. He's, he's like I said, he's a, he's a great real-life player. Going to the Hurricanes, I mean, that just makes them that much more difficult to score against, to play against. He's good. I like Orlov, but for fantasy, I'm not into it. I think he, he could potentially be a streamer when Carolina has a decent schedule. And he's gonna cause he'll put up some decent D man perifs. You know, he might get he might get ninety to hundred hits and ninety to hundred blocks, which is nice. But I think forty points is an absolute ceiling with this man. Like everything has to go one hundred percent correct for him to get forty points. I think Probably closer to 30 is what we should be expecting from Orlov here. And that's not why they brought him in here. They didn't bring him in here to get offense. They brought him in here to do what he does and shut people down, hit people, beat, you know, he's he's gnarly to play against out there. So Orlov, congrats to you. Two years, 7.75 million. 
Sweet. That that's that, that's a big payday for this type of defenseman. He'll be top four over there, so that's that's nice. Anyways, let's move on. Orlov, thank you for your service. Next, I want to talk about Ryan O'Reilly. He got signed as well to Nashville. The Nashville Predators, four years, $4.5 million. This is a guy to me I, I, I wasn't too high on last season. I mean, obviously, he had 30 points in 53 games last season with St. Louis and Toronto. But he was, he was stinking in St. Louis, no question. Obviously, St. Louis had a bad... They just had a bad year all around. But all of... Uh, Ryan O'Reilly's numbers were down across the board, except for a shooting percentage for some reason. That, that went up. This is just not a player I was excited about at all. He's 32 years old, so I think at this time in his career, he's sort of on the, he's on the back nine, you know, and he's on the back nine of his career. I just don't think Nashville is the answer as far as fantasy goes for Ryan O'Reilly. He, he may actually get first-line deployment there because they don't have anybody, right? They, they don't have a center there that's really going to knock him out like I think you could probably pencil him into that first line with Forsberg, and I don't know who they're going to have on the right wing there. But I think power play deployment isn't really a lock for Ryan O'Reilly, power play one anyway. We just need to see, wait and see what Nashville does moving forward. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, again, another example of a player that is probably better in real life, definitely better in real life than he is in fantasy. He brings the intangibles that don't really show up on a score sheet. But... As far as fantasy goes, this is not a player I'm interested in in the least, right? Um, Nashville had a really tough time scoring last year. And losing Matt Duchesne, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about him later, and inserting Ryan O'Reilly, like, what? No, I, I don't see, you know, a healthy Roman Yossi's in, certainly going to be good. A healthy Philip Forsberg certainly going to be good for, for Nashville. But they just overachieved to such a level two years ago that, you know, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle between that season and then this last season where they just kind of stunk it up, right? Uh, but I, they're not going to get back to that level um, of two years ago. And Ryan O'Reilly, he's a beauty. He's a beauty for sure, and, I, and he should make the Preds better on the ice. I'm just not convinced in his value moving forward. They're going to struggle to score, as I said. Um, Ryan O'Reilly, he's not a strong shooter either or a chance generator on his own, right? He needs some help. Um, and Yossi and Forsberg are going to help him do that, but I, I tend to think that you know, 50 points is probably an absolute ceiling for Ryan O'Reilly. You know, he when I watch Ryan O'Reilly on the ice too, he just, he kind of lumbers out there. You know, he's not a good skater. I, I just, he, he's kind of stiff. He's straight up. I, I'm just, I don't think he has the kind of physical attributes for longevity, you know, in, in at this point in his career. And I say that and he's got like 991 games played. So, okay, he knows what the hell he's doing. All right, I'm not talking crap or yang on Ryan O'Reilly. But at this point in his career, I just think his body's not really cut out to do this anymore. So we'll see. He's only 32. I mean, I know that's a little older in hockey, but I'm 43. For God's sake, he's a young man. I could have babysat Ryan O'Reilly. All right, I wish I, I wish I did. All right. Can your grandfather do this? Hey, ha, hoo, hey, ha, hoo, hey, ha. Oh. I don't know where I'm going with that, but the man has a glorious beard. One thing about Ryan O'Reilly, too, I'm just going to keep talking about him. Why the hell doesn't he hit? This man looks mean, right? He looks really mean. He's got a big-ass beard, 18 hits in 53 games last season. Buddy, oh, my God. Like, what? I, I don't even know how that's possible. What is he just? He's just dipsy doodling around out there. You know, can you lay a shoulder into someone, Ryan? He's 6'1", 207, for the love of Pete. But that's fine. So, again, that's another aspect of Ryan O'Reilly. You know, Cats Leagues, no. I, I'm just not interested in this man. I've, I, 
I think 50 points is probably the ceiling, as I said, with uninspiring perifs. Let's move on. Thank you, Ryan O'Reilly, for your service. Let's talk about the other Nashville pickup they got. Gustav Nyquist, two years, $3.125 million. We're talking about Gustav Nyquist as the third signing of the day. That's that's the frenzy that we had today. It was it's it's not a good uh, free agent class, that's for sure. Or not as exciting in terms of fantasy. These are all players that that can make these teams better. There's no question there, but you know, there's nothing where in fantasy we're like, oh my god, this guy's gonna pop off. Like, no, Gustav Nyquist not gonna pop off. All right, but um, he's a supplementary piece here, and hopefully. I don't even know the way I feel about Gustav Nyquist. Like, he, he's just a journeyman, right? I mean, he's he's been... His season last year was 27 points in 51 games, and he, he did have some reasonable ice time. 17 minutes, 37 seconds time on ice average. That's that's no good, right? 27 points in 51 games, that's not good, my man. Um, you know, the perifs are not there. Power play, non-existent. He had one power play point last season, so... Not all pee times are poo-poo times. But all poo-poo times are pee times. Is he going to get a chance on the top line? Maybe with Ryan O'Reilly and Phil Forsberg. I think you can probably pencil him in there, but I don't know. I, I'm not inspired at all. What I'd rather see in Nashville is start playing the young guys, right? They got... They got they, they have a reasonable young core. Like, get Novak out there, right? Sherwood, Evangelista... Uh, Philip Tomasimo, get it, Tomasimo, Tom, Tomasino, um, get him out there, right? Let, let's see what these guys can do. Get them some opportunities with the big boys. But, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think Nyquist is going to be fantasy relevant at all. In my opinion, might be a good streamer if Nashville has a good schedule. Alrighty, let's move on talk about the aforementioned Matt Duchesne. Was that Duchesne again? Was that Duchesne? Yeah, it was Duchesne. Uh, got signed to Dallas one year, $3 million. Uh, what a surprise buyout. That's for sure. Matt Duchesne had uh, 8 million times three years, I think left on his contract. So yeah, that's, that's a big move. That's, that's a culture change for sure that they're doing there in Nashville. And I like it. You know, they, the Canucks did that with OEL, um, Oliver Ekman Larson, and it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. Like it, it just clearly indicates that, Whatever GM made the signing made a mistake, right? So they they gotta they gotta get this guy off the books so they can do something, right? And they, yeah, they just want to make a culture change there. I'm not sure what the dressing room is like in Nashville, but Matt Duchesne just didn't have the season he had previous. I mean, let, let's look at Matt Duchesne and see what he did. So in 71 games last season, 56 points. That's reasonable, you know, especially on that team. That that team was stinky. They they were doing nothing. They couldn't score. They were injured. It was crazy. So the big difference with Matt Duchesne, and I've talked about him already, he his power play production went down a lot. Like, uh, you know, 21-22 season, he had 29 power play points. 22-23 season, he had 13 power play points. Right? He had more power play goals than power play points, you know, uh, from 21 to 22. So it's... He's still got some juice, I think, Matt Duchesne. He can still do something, right? And he's going... The, the issue, I think, for fantasy with Duchesne is he's going to a team that's already established uh, offensively, right? Dallas, their top line, there's no question what's going on there. Their top power play, there's no question what's going on there. Um, they're set, pretty much. So, Duchesne, I, I'd like to see him get the second line minutes over um, Dadnov. I, I think 
Duchesne could do more, at least fantasy-wise, than Dadunov can. And I'd like to see Duchesne there, but I'm, that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen, right? And I don't expect Jamie Benn to be able to do what he was able to do again this season. So there's a there's a drop-off there, I think. Mason Marshman hopefully can do a little bit better. But I think what I'm expecting from Duchesne is second. He'll be middle six uh, player, probably power play two to start. And I think that's going to cap his potential. Right, so I think 55 points for Duchesne is probably likely with I, maybe a ceiling of 70 if he actually gets deployment and makes his way on that power play one. Because that's a good team. That's a really good power play. But I, I do think the chances of that are slim. They got him in a, on a one-year contract. Like It's not going to—he's there to kind of bolster them up and you know supplement and probably hit, if somebody gets injured— He'll be moving up in the lineup. So that that's something to keep an eye on with Duchesne as well. Like that, that's going to increase his value if somebody gets injured and he gets moved up the lineup. But yeah, we can't plan for that type of thing. It is a nice signing for Dallas. He he's a good offensive player. And yeah, Dallas is they should be a juggernaut. Like they 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 look good. They're, they're just gonna be even better next year, in my opinion. One thing that's really weird about the free agents today is just because of the uh, the salary cap that it that it only went up by one million so you saw um we saw a lot of one-year deals or or like low-term deals right these players trying to you know they want they don't want to be tied up when the cap finally goes up like three or four million they want to renegotiate at that point so yeah you saw a lot of deals that are one to three years which makes sense but yeah, Duchesne's going to have to do this again next year, right? He's going to have to prove himself, and then he'll be unrestricted again next year. So that's going to be the case for a lot of these guys, um, except for anyone who was signed by the New York Islanders, apparently, which we'll get into in a little bit. I don't know what the hell Lou Lamorello is having for dinner, but can I have some? All right. Uh, yeah, he's uh, something's, something's going on with that man. He's, he's lost it. But uh, we'll talk about that soon. Um, next, I want to talk about the New York Rangers and Blake Wheeler. My name is Blake. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. Um, he got bought out by the Jets. So that, that was something that we sort of saw coming. I don't think he saw eye to eye with Rick Bonehead there, the, the head coach. So, yeah, moved on and landed in a plum spot. For sure. This so he signed a one year eight hundred thousand dollar contract. So you know, he doesn't need the money. He's got he's got the buyout money coming. So this is to me, Blake Wheeler could be a really sneaky fantasy play. And uh, I read a tweet from Michael Amato on Twitter basically just saying the same thing, like, yeah, this is a this is a really kind of a sneaky play, and I definitely agree with him because he's. I think he's going to make his way into the top six. It's Patrick Kane and Tarasenko probably not going to be there, right? We probably get them out of there. And I think Blake Wheeler could maybe moonlight on power play one. You know, he's a smart player. He's 36, um, but he definitely needs that power play one to really pop for his new team. His shots are way down. This man barely shoots at, at anymore at all. So don't expect many goals, but you know, he's always been a great facilitator and a leader, obviously. And New York Rangers have all the trigger men that he needs, right? He's got lots, lots of guys to pass to. Um, you know, I think, 55, 60 points, maybe? Dang, that you know that would be a nice little return on investment. Like Blake Wheeler, this is a guy you could pick up maybe your last pick, your, your second to last pick, and he could get you 20 power play points. You know, that that's just, he, he could do that. Um, so I, I think there's still, still some gas left in the tank. He's going to get, you know, reason, reasonable deployment, I think, on the top six there. And the top six in New York is ridiculous. So 
I'm Blake Creamer, and I approve Blake Wheeler. All right, he's uh, he, he can do some stuff next year, but we'll wait and see. Next, I want to talk about uh, Eric Gustafson. He also went to the New York Rangers for a one-year contract. Um, this is not a player I'm interested in at all. He he had his time here uh, this last season when John Carlson was out on uh, injured. He was Gustafson was playing power play one in Washington. And he put together a nice little run. He actually had his second highest point total um, ever. So 42 points in 70 games. That's nice. He did have 14 power play points, all assists, and he played just under 20 minutes time on ice. So that said, I don't see any value moving forward. Like, you know, unless Adam Fox gets injured, I think Gustafson might get power play too, might. You know, we also need to see what the Rangers do with uh, Keandre Miller. So Gustafson's just there as an injury fill-in. He he can do things offensively, right? But he's certainly he's not going to get any time. I think, you know, 19 minutes time on ice is probably what he'll get here in New York as well. So leave this man on the wire, all right, and pick him up if Fox gets injured, all right? <clears throat> all right. Let's keep going. Let's talk about JT Confer. I spoke this man's praises all last year because... Colorado had an amazing playoff schedule, and they had an amazing playoff schedule for a long time. So Confer was a guy I was pumping the tires up big time. Um, so, so that said, this man was a um, unrestricted free agent. He signed with Detroit five years, five million dollars per. Big time overpay for this man. He he's, you know, and good for him. But he's a shutdown guy. He doesn't bring a ton of offense. And JT Comfer had 52 points playing in the top six on a stacked Avs team. Stacked. Uh, and he was playing 20 minutes a night. So he, he was only able to get 52 points doing that, right? So I doubt he's going to get 20 minutes a night with Detroit. I, and he's not playing with as good of players there. So he, he'll probably get second line, maybe second power play. I think fantasy-wise, it's all downhill from here for JT Comfort. He's not going to reach that next season. Again, better real-life player than fantasy player. There's no reason to draft this man at this point. Let's, let's leave him there. I mean, if he starts getting hot and ridiculous, like, here we go. But um, Comfort doesn't, he, he doesn't shoot. He doesn't get scoring chances. He's, he's a great shutdown guy. He's a great face-off guy. He's the type of guy you want out there in the last few minutes of a game, right? And, that, and that's great for their team. But for fantasy... Stinky. All right. JT Comfort, thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for last year. Uh, enjoy your money and uh, Motown, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, let's move on. How about the Bunt Cake? Michael Bunting. Bunt. B-U-N-T. Three years, $4.5 million heading to Carolina, right? This is a guy I've never been a big fan of. I, I've talked to Yang on the Bunt Cake before. He he's had prime deployment basically his whole time in Toronto. He was either with uh, Austin Matthews and Nylander, Austin Matthews and Marner. You know, what, like buddy, what do you need? What do you need to perform? All right, let us help you. Um, you know, we've got different kind of medications you can get. You can get them delivered to you discreetly to your door. The Bunt Cake. Oh, he's got one of my favorite nicknames. Of all time. All right. I love the bun cake. But yeah, um, like let, let's look at his seasons. He did have 63 points in 79 games last season with Toronto. So that's, you know, I think that's sort of indicative of maybe like a ceiling for him. But last season with Toronto, 82 games played, only 49 points. Um, and, he, you know, his ice time went up a little bit. 
15 minutes, 48 seconds. But again, all deployment with the the top guys in the top six. Um, he, you know, he didn't get the power play deployment, so that's that's one thing. He was always on power play too for the most part. But I don't know. I'm just I'm not excited about like. You know, if he was going to a place uh, or a team where he was going to get that same kind of opportunity and more deployment, like Power Play 1, then then definitely I'd be interested. But I don't think he's going to be... Um, I don't think he's going to be getting much of an opportunity there in Carolina at all. Like, Carolina is where good fantasy players turn into okay ones, right? And Bunting's just okay, so what does he turn into, right? Um, he turns into the poop emoji. Dude, no, this is serious. I just sharted. That's that's my opinion, but um, it and that's just Rod Brindamore, right? Like he's not he's 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 kind of cycling the lines there, you know. I I just think that I see Bunting as a third liner with power play two maybe in Carolina, and I just think there's so many better options out there. Bunting's not someone I'm interested in. in. Category leagues, Michael Bunting is okay. You know, he'll he'll get you a he'll get you eighty to ninety hits probably in a season, so that's that's worth something, but. You know, this this guy's more of a streamer at this point. Okay. Let's talk about a former Carolina uh, Hurricane, Max Pacioretty. He signed in Washington for a one-year, $2 million deal. Coming off back-to-back Achilles injuries. Oh, man. That's freaking brutal. Um, this this guy has terrible luck. You know, he's not he's no spring chicken, right? Um, Max Pacioretty. It's me, Mario. Max Pacioretty. I mean, he's 34, right? He's coming off some some major injuries there. The last three seasons, um, look at this: like 48 games with Vegas in 2020, 39 games in, with Vegas 2021, and five games last year with Carolina. So. I mean, he's coming off a, a really bad stretch here, really unlucky stretch. So you got to temper expectations, but uh, he signed a one-year, two million dollar deal. Like I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in Max Patch because he's going to get top six there and potentially power play one. And Max Patch ready shoots. This man shoots like crazy. Like listen to this. You know, we're, we're talking. You know what I like? Uh, shots on goal per 60, rate stats, shots on goal per 60, individual scoring chances, four per 60, individual Corsi, four per 60. This guy does that. Uh, like, it's crazy. Like, listen to these last four years, shots on goal per 60. We like to see 10 shots on, on goal per 60 and up. Max Patch in the last four years, 12.95, 10.09, 11.11, and then in only five games last year, 11.92. So, Max Patch is putting up elite shots on goal per 60. Uh, you got to shoot to score, right? It's a simple stat, but he's generating a lot of shots and his scoring chances as well. Like, you know, just, to, just as high. So I think Max Patch already on the top six in Washington. Like, what does that look like? He's either on a line with, you know, Nicholas Bastrom and Oshi maybe, or like, does he, does he jump up on the top line and maybe move Wilson out there? I don't, I don't know, but I think he'll probably get power play one. So I'm just, I'm interested in Max Patch because I think you can get him really late. I think people are going to be wary and I agree with you. Like normally I don't draft players after major injuries, but I think the investment here is so low. Like what's the harm? Like take a flyer, right? You could get him with your last couple picks, I think, and he could go for 60 points. I think he could do that. I mean, he has to stay healthy, obviously, right? Um, so if he stays healthy, I think 60, 60 points is reasonable. That That is a big 
if with this man, as, as we all know, right? But I'm wishing him the best. Max Patch, uh, yeah, get it together, my man. I, I hope it's a great season for you. And yeah, let's, let's, see, let's see what Maxi can do. All right, let's move on. Alex Kalorn. Probably one of the worst signings of the day, in my opinion. I, you know, um, he signed with Anaheim, four years, six point two five million dollars. Major overpay to me. Major overpay and bust alert, giggity. Oh man, um, Kalorn. Yeah, he 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 basically just parlayed a, a a great season. I think probably a ceiling season from him last year with Tampa Bay into a, into a nice contract for himself. So good for him. You know, he had a great contract year. 65 points in 82 games. That's awesome. Really good. Uh, you know, the, his power play performance was okay. He had 13 power play points. But his shooting percentage was was really high. He was shooting up 19.4%, where his career average is 12.6, right? So, that he, you know, he was redlining a little bit in his shooting percentage. He was converting at a, at a really good rate. But, yeah, I, I mean, he's 33, signing him for four years there in Anaheim. I don't really understand the signing, but... I, you know, it, it is what it is. I think Kalorn is not going to touch the 65 points he had last season, right? His shooting percentage was too high. Um, his on-ice shooting percentage, actually, at, at all strengths, was really high at over 14%, right? Playing with, with Tampa Bay and the talented players that they have there. He doesn't have that talent here in Anaheim. He's got good players, but they're not converting at the, the level of, of the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? So that on-ice shooting percentage is going to go down, potentially way down, right? And that means Kalorn's points go way down, right? So just something to think about, right? I think that it's, you know, 55 points is a ceiling for him, absolute ceiling for Kalorn this year, and I think it's going to be closer to 45. My two cents, um, I'm, I... You know, it, it's great. I'm, I'm happy for the man that he's able to cash in on a great season. Um, you know, even in, in category leagues too, though, Kalorn, just not valuable, right? So we'll, we'll see. He, maybe he gets power play one. If he gets power play one, I, 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 I'm still not interested. Damn it. I'm sorry, Kalorn. But let's move on. Yeah, it's, it's good for him, but not great for fantasy. How about my man, Big Pimpin', Jason Zucker? Oh, yeah. He signed a one-year deal, $5.3 million with Arizona. I like it. I like it a lot. Zucker was a machine last year. Like, like listen to some. <laughs> Jason Zucker was like a waiver wire ad in, in a couple of my shows because he's just a freaking unit. Like, he, he does that. Check check this out. 48 points in 78 games. That's great. You know, he he. that's his second highest total that he's ever had. So it, it's a great season for Jason Zucker. It was nice to see him play the 78 games as well. Played uh, just under 16 minutes, so that's nice as well. Didn't get a ton of power play time, so a lot of this was done at even strength. That's great. He'll probably, he, like, he's going to get top six deployment, most likely there in Arizona, and that's nice too. So he'll get second line. He'll probably get power play too, maybe. But I don't think you draft him for that, if you draft him at all. He's a beefer. Is it still hot out there? Did you catch a game last night? Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. He's a, he's a roast beef sandwich. She's loving the roast beef here, Jason Zucker. His perifs are insane, but his, I, I don't think the points are going to get much higher than what his total was last season, which was 48. But listen to this. Check out these hits, Jason Zucker. It's crazy. So, you know, I, I, and he has been injured in the last couple of seasons, so, so I'll put that out there as well. But 
Um, in 2020, 2021, he only played 38 games, had 69 hits. Nice. 21, 22, uh, and 41 games, he had 66 hits. Okay, so we're, we're cooking. How about 22, 23, this last season, 78 games, 198 hits. What the hell got into this man? A bee's in his bonnet. A bee bit his bottom, and now his bottom is big. All right, that's, that's what happened. To, that's the Jason Zucker story on uh, the Lifetime Network. All right, uh, something, <laughs> he just started hitting people. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go start hitting people. It's like he made a conscious decision. So 198 hits, that's elite. So I love that. Jason Zucker should definitely be on your radar for category leagues. Maybe he gets some power play deployment. So I don't know. I think he's 48 points last year. I think that's probably what we can expect from Zucker again this year with really good perifs on a pretty fun Arizona team, if I do say so myself. I think Zucker's viable. All right. Not points, cats. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about a couple goalies. I'm not going to get into this too much, but Jonas Corposalo, a goalie I actually really liked last season when he went to LA. He signed a nice deal with Ottawa, five years, $4 million per. That's a great deal for the Senators, in my opinion. I mean, it's a long, the term is long, right, for for Corposalo, right? He's, he's, I, I think he, he could outperform that, right? That could, that could age really well because, Ottawa's team is pretty damn solid. They had some injuries, right? They've they figured a few things out. They they picked up uh, Jacob Chikrin. Josh Norris is coming back. You know, uh, they'll they'll they're gonna move Debrinket out of there. But who are they gonna get for Debrinket? You know, it, it, it's it's a reasonable team, and I think it's it's a team that could be in its window. Timmy Stutes is gonna be better. You know, Timmy Stutes is gonna be better. Better than ninety two points? I don't know. Oh man, I don't I don't want to talk about that. All right. But yeah, Corpusalo, very solid. I think he should be the number one there. Anton Forsberg maybe backing him up, you know, if he gets healthy again. But Corpusalo should be the 1A, and I think he's he's going to be a great option, right? And I also think he's going to be an option that you can get with 0G, something 10th round or or later in the upcoming season. So I like that. I like Jonas Corpusalo. Thank you for your service. Uh, Tristan Jari signed with Pittsburgh, or re-signed with Pittsburgh, five years, $5.375 million dollars. That's a yeah. That's an interesting one as well. I I do like the price. I think and Pittsburgh's obviously got to like the price. But this guy was up and down last season, and and you know at, there was times where they were calling for his head, especially uh, fantasy owners that that I know were like, what the hell is this guy doing? Right? It, he's he's kind of hot and cold, and he can go hot and cold for seasons. So I think I, I like the signing because I like the I like the uh, I like the salary. I think that's that's really good. The term is a little bit, you know, five years for this guy. Ah, you know, that kind of handcuffs him a little bit, but it's a good signing for Pittsburgh. Again, Jari should, will probably be drafted a little higher than Corpusalo in uh, draft season coming up here. And then Pittsburgh also signed Ryan Graves, six years, uh, $4.5 million. Uh, that That's uh, no non-factor in fantasy, but Graves, you know, he, he, he had a reasonable season there in New Jersey. So I'm interested to see how he plays there, what kind of opportunities he gets. All right, let's talk about the New York Islanders and Lou Lamorello. Lou, what the hell are you doing, Lou? We like it here, Lou. You, you, you. It's basically he's like, it's like he's quitting tomorrow or something, and he and he wants to just stick it to everybody before he does it. Um, he signed Scott Mayfield, which is a a nice signing, good player for sure, and I thought he was really solid for them last year. But he signed into a seven year deal. Seven. Minute amps. Okay, 
That's that's a little excessive. How about Pierre Engvall to a seven-year deal? Huh? Pierre Engvall? What? Why? Why are you doing this? I did that. That's, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, Engvall uh, is definitely <laughs> untapped potential, I guess you could say. Um, you know, he's 6'5", 219. Buddy, can you hit somebody? Can you go out and hit somebody, you long-necked beauty? Oh, my God. Um, you know, 30 points in 76 games. I don't know. Like, why, why, why did he sign this man for seven years? I don't understand. So, yeah, that'll be a nice press conference to watch. And then... He did make a great, great signing, though, locking up Ilya Sorokin for eight years at $8.25 million. That is going to age very well. Sorokin is elite. He's one of the best goalies in the NHL, so um, lock him up as long as you want. Just don't do a Di Pietro, all right? Don't, don't do that. Um, but yeah, Sorokin, eight for 8.25. That's nice. That's a really good signing, I think, for the Islanders. And I'm interested in the Islanders next year, too. They, they, got, a, they got a couple bits and pieces, right? Bo Horvat, get the hell out of my sight! But I do like Matt Barzal. He's a guy I'm interested in. And Noah Dobson. Holy man. That's that's going to be my guy. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to be looking at him late. Because I love me some Noah Dobson. I think he's going to pop. But I digress. Let's get, let's get back into this here. Um, I want to talk quickly on the Carolina goalie situation. Carolina signed Antti Ranta. Carolina signed Frederick Anderson. Uh, both the deals today. And they already had Kachetkov locked up. So it's going to be another season of the three goalies. I, I, that's very odd. That's so Carolina. That's so Rod Brindamore. Like, oh, let's just cycle these guys through. Let's let's give them all 33% of the starts. Like, what the frick are we doing in fantasy? That sucks. Like, now what, what, are, what are we supposed to do? Um, because Carolina is a great team to have a goalie on. They, their Corsi, Corsi against is stupid low. They, they're, they're number one in the league in those, in those stats. So, yeah, you want a goalie on Carolina, but if they're making it hard for us to draft these guys because who the hell's starting? We, we don't even know. So we'll have to wait uh, for some clarity on that situation, but they've got all three locked up. So they're, they're, good, they're good players. They're good to go. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk closer to the day, okay? Moving on to Detroit. Uh, Detroit did make some moves today, some interesting ones. They locked up Shane Gostisbehere, the ghost... They signed him for a one-year $4.125 million deal. And I think it's a great signing, actually. This is one of their better ones. I think uh, Gossespierre, we know what he brings to the, to the game. Like, first off, um, he blocks a lot of shots, Shane Gossespierre. I, I forget about that sometimes, but he's really good at blocking shots. He had a good season last year, 41 points in 75 games. And, you know, when he was moved to Carolina, he was getting basically no time on ice, right? It was all, like, 15 minutes to 20 minutes, maybe, so hopefully with the Detroit, he'll get more playing time because he needs that. But in terms of like, yeah, his blocks, in 75 games, he had 89 blocks. Last season, he had 115. Like it's, it's sneaky good, right? And the main thing that I think is interesting about Goss is I think we have to watch and see who gets power play one there in Detroit. I don't think Mo Sider is a lock for that because of what we saw last year with uh, Philip Hronik. It they may not want Mo Sider uh, or or need him to do that, right? Like, why would they bring in a guy like Shane Gossesbury, who's clearly a number one power play defenseman, right? He does that. That's the thing he does the best. So it's just interesting to me that they brought him in. I think Gossesbury could be a very similar pick as he was last draft season here 
you know, maybe your last pick or your last two picks, you need, you have one more defenseman slot. You just pick up Gostas Bear and you hope that he gets um, power play one, right? So we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, he's a good player. It's an interesting signing again, one year. So he's going to have to figure it out after this and see what happens. Um, Detroit also made a great signing. Daniel Sprong, the slinky Daniel Sprong. One year, $2 million. This is this is a no-brainer. This man was not qualified by Seattle in a surprise move, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. You know, I'd love to see behind closed doors. Like, how do you make that decision? Daniel Sprong, he had a great season last year in very limited minutes. So averaged 11 minutes, 25 seconds time on ice. Uh, in 66 games, he had 46 points. This, this guy is like, he's amazing at even strength. To like check out some of these numbers at all strengths, Daniel Sprong was 13th in the league in shots on goal per 60. 13th. Individual Corsi 4 per 60, 8th. So shot generation, ridiculous. All right. Individual scoring chances for not as high at 121, right? But his IPP was also 81%. Sheesh. I mean, this guy was driving play out there. So um, it's interesting to me that they didn't qualify him. I wonder what the thinking is there. You know, that'll be an interesting conversation to hear. But uh, Seattle's loss is Detroit's gain. So will Sprong get some time here? Like, where does he where does he line up in Detroit? Does he get the minutes, right? I think he'll get more than 11.30 or whatever I said there. Like, get him on the second line. Put him up on the first line with Larkin and Raymond. Get uh, Dominic Kubalik the hell out of my sight. Put the slinky out there. Daniel Sprong, I think... I just, for fantasy, this is a guy I'm very interested in. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking as a fantasy manager, like, put my guy on the first line. Just put, who cares if he lose every game, right? I don't know what Daniel Sprong is bringing defensively. Probably not a lot. But, um, you know, he could be a stud, right? So we'll see. We'll see where he lines up. Does he get power play one, power play two? I don't know. Keep Sprong on your watch list and be ready to pounce. This man's a beauty. Um, Detroit also signed Clem Costin uh, to a one-year, $2 million deal. Not relevant, all right? He, he's a banger. You know, he's a beefer. There's no opportunity really there for him in Detroit, so let's uh, let's move on. We're almost done, so thank you so much for sticking with me here. Next player I want to talk about, Adam Fantilli. Or the, sorry, the second overall pick in this last draft here. He signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that indicates to me he's going to start the season with them. Obviously, you have a good training camp and everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's not a 100% lock, but I think he, he'll probably make the team, right? He should make the team. And I think he'll probably get second line coming out the gate, right? They don't have anybody better than Fantilli really at, at this point. So I think it's going to be second line most likely with second power play maybe. Right, I, I we got to see. Right, this is this is very early, but Adam Fantilli, he could be like a late pick as well. Right, he could be like a last pick in your draft. Right, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't take the risk in a redraft league at this point. To me, unless it's like a, a late pick flyer, like when there's other proven guys out there. Right, even if we know for sure he's playing next season, it's. I don't know. I, I don't like drafting rookies to be honest, and I think people love. They love to try and be right on a rookie. Like, you know, if that's your style, like go join a dynasty league. You know what I mean? Because I just don't see rookies as real viable players or they're certainly not predictable. Right. And I like something that is predictable. I like something that's safe. I like, you know, like improving incrementally instead of like taking a big swing. That's sort of, that's sort of my style of fantasy. 
So I'm not going to be looking to draft Adam Fantilli, but I don't know if he's there with my last pick or last two picks. And I know he's, he's going to start the season with the team. I'm probably picking him up. I mean, just for fun, you know? So anyways, that's interesting. Um, next up, John Klingberg, the Klingon. Your son Rip is on line toot. Signs with Toronto for one year, $4 million deal. You know, this is not an inspiring move at all from Brad Tree Living. Tree Living? Tree Living. Yeah. We're looking at uh, Klingberg, power play two, and a defensive liability. Not what Toronto needed, my man. What are we doing here? This this guy's a freaking pylon out there. But I, I don't know. It's it's not a it's it's kind of a bit of a head scratcher there, but I don't know. He's got one year to sort of prove himself. It's a nice, nice contract for him. So hopefully he stays healthy and, and maybe gets a shot. I mean, he's not he's not taking Morgan Riley off power play one. So yeah, he's gonna be a power play two. He's got access to these amazing players at even strength. So maybe, maybe he'll have a little bit of a bounce back. And but it's just a he's just a pure offensive defenseman. So we'll see what happens. Next up, Cam Talbot signs a one-year, one million dollar deal in LA. And it, it it's weird, but it looks like LA is going with Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. That's their their two goalies they've got locked up right now. Not real formidable at this point, right? But uh, I mean, they signed him cheap, and he can actually if if he can stay healthy, he should be able to give them some decent starts. LA is a good defensive team. Like this is it's a good place for a goalie to be. Maybe a zero G situation. I don't know. Like who's getting who's getting the starting job? I I'd, I'd probably lean just because of the 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 salary that they gave Talbot, I'd probably lean Copley. I think they, they know Copley, they trust Copley, but I mean, he wasn't, he, his, his statistics last year were garbage and Cam Talbot. I mean, he hasn't played well for years. So it's interesting that they're going to go there, especially when they could have locked up Jonas Corbisalo. Like it, it was a perfect fit there. I, I don't know why they didn't push harder. I don't know what happened or, or, you know, if talks broke down or if Corbisalo was even interested in signing there, but yeah, Cam Talbot, consolation prize, lowered expectations. Yeah, lower those expectations, buddy. I hope you do well, all right? And the last player I'm going to talk about is Connor Brown signing with Edmonton. Yeah, this is actually a, a low-key, interesting piece of business here. Um, Connor Brown... Played for Washington last year for four games. All right. Uh, no points. Did, did nothing really. But before that, he, he really kind of sowed his oats in Ottawa there. That's where he start, started to get his opportunity. Um, so three seasons in Ottawa, he had 43 points, 35 points, 39 points. Um, but he was getting really good deployment. He was getting, uh, like, he plays in all situations. Um, he's a really good penalty killer as well. So he's got some defensive acumen. He got a little bit of power play time there in Ottawa, but he, he was mostly power play too, so he wasn't really relied on for that. He's not very good peripherally, but he's a good defensive player. And I think there's a good chance he could get on the top line, right? Right winger with Connor McDavid. What the hell are we doing here? I mean, yeah, jackpot, yeah, you would think, right? I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen players play on that line and not really be able to to contribute offensively the way they might want to right but I think Connor Brown is, is an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto that's that's my two cents and I think again it's a, it's a low-key exciting uh like under the radar kind of signing so this is another guy who I might look at with my last pick 
you know, if I'm, if it's getting real slim, like slim pickings there, or you're in a deep league, Connor Brown could be a nice little steal. He's not going to get power play one right there. Power play one is, is sorted out, but he can skate. He can play big minutes. He'll probably get power play two. I think, you know, if he's playing with McDavid, 50 to 60 points is in the realm of possibilities. Oh, 60. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't feel good. Let's say 50 to 55 points. I'm going to do actual projections on this man, but for now I'm saying 50 to 55 points is in that realm of possibilities and you can probably get him on waivers, right? Or with your last pick. He's a definite watch list. You got to watch list this man. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens. It's That's really all Edmonton's done so far. So, that said, th- those are the players that I'm interested in fantasy-wise or just wanted to talk about fantasy-wise. Who the hell's still out there? There's still some some interesting players out there, some really interesting players, actually. Guys like Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi. Um, th- these are players, like, I, I you know, once once the signings happen, I'll, I'll give, a, give a take on those as well. But, you know, t- for Tarasenko, um, I'll just give a brief thought here on these players. Tarasenko, he's an easy top six forward for whoever he signs with. And it sounds like he's got a bunch of offers on the table and he's just mulling them over. So we should find out shortly, you know, what the situation is there. But I just think it's going to be the same story with Tarasenko, right? He's he's obviously very talented, but he's not really getting the opportunity to really shine, right? Like if you, and I'm just talking based on his ice time, like the last four seasons he's had, 16 minutes and 11 seconds average time on ice, 17.25, 16.55, and then 16.48 last season. That's not enough. That's not enough for an elite offensive player like this. He needs 18 to 19 minutes. Like his best seasons, he was he was up around 18 minutes. That That's all he needs, right? He's not going to kill penalties, right? So he definitely needs power play one, and we need to see at, at least two more minutes average time on ice. So what hopefully that kind of factors into his decision where he's going, right? Because he's got the talent, but I think he needs, first off, he needs the security, right? He doesn't want to be bouncing around. Um, he, he obviously wasn't happy in St. Louis, and so going to New York was kind of just a, a way of dealing with that. But I think he's going he's gonna to want that security. He's going to want that opportunity, hopefully. And what I mean by the opportunity is giving him another two minutes average time on ice, right? Because I think if he does that, we're, we're looking at point of game, Tarasenko right? He's, he's got to go to a new team and learn the system. So I think 70 to 80 points is something reasonable, but all dependent on where he goes. Right. And he needs to up his shots back up around the 10 shots on goal per 60, uh, threshold that we like to see, um, Patrick Kane still out there. I did mention him, but obviously he's injured until Christmas time. So, you know, there's no rush for a team to grab him, but that'll be a nice piece. Uh, whoever picks him up around that time and he should help you know, a playoff team, he's going to go to a good team and we'll probably see something similar to when he went to the Rangers where he's not, he's not a, he's not the focus piece, right? He's just there to supplement what they're already doing. So I don't know. He, you can stash Kane for sure. I, I, I don't think he's really going to pop off, but you know, it might be a decent stash. Tyler Bertuzzi is probably the most intriguing player left for fantasy. In my opinion, we saw what he can do in Boston with elite players, right? He, he, once he kind of got elevated up and Boston started sitting some of their players to rest them, Bertuzzi started going off. Yeah, I mean, he ultimately, he had 30 points in 50 games with uh, Detroit and Boston, but um, he was playing great. He had, he had points in 
In his last eight games, there's only one game where he didn't have points, and a couple of them were multi-point games. So he was really playing well. He had some some chemistry with uh, David Pasternak, but this guy's he he's I think he's he's still on the upwards trajectory. He is 28, and he's going to need uh, kind of similar to Tarasenko. Like hopefully he gets to a place they sign him to term, so he can settle in, set his roots down. Right, but he had he's one season removed from 62 points in 68 games with Detroit. And that being said, like when he was with Detroit in his three seasons, last three seasons there, he was getting over 19 minutes time on ice. So whatever situation he goes to, um, hopefully he's he gets an opportunity with good players, or he gets an opportunity on a bad team with a bunch of minutes because he he can do well in both those situations. Um, you know, time will tell. We we gotta wait and see. But my gut tells me that he's gonna be fantasy relevant in next season. Okay. Uh Maximus Domius. That cement head. Um yeah, he's still there. We'll see where he goes. He's I think he he upped his his value obviously last season, and most of that was with Chicago when he was getting crazy deployment because they didn't have anybody else. He was getting deployment with Patrick Kane. But, uh, you know, Domi should land on his feet. I think he's still going to be a middle six kind of guy. It's not really doing too much else, right? He, he did well last season because he got 19 power play points. So he had 56 points in 80 games, 19 power play points. I don't know that the team he goes to, he's going to get that same power play deployment. He didn't get it really in Dallas. So most of that was with Chicago. So I'm not super interested in Max Domi. Again, he'll probably be a streamer, someone that I'm not really too interested in. And then I just want to quickly talk about Evan Rodriguez. Erod, wherever he lands, I'm I'm interested as well. I thought Colorado was a really good situation for him. The the top six there, he was getting he was getting a look and he was doing something with it, right? This is a player that um he's he's almost he's almost an elite shooter. I think um you know, he, he's almost a journeyman now, like uh, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Colorado. He'll be with a new team next season. So we'll see. His his career high is 43 points, and he did that with Pittsburgh in 21-22. But, I mean, he had 39 points in 69 games last season. Playing a lot more. He can do some stuff. I, I do like Evan Rodriguez. But, obviously, the situation's got to make sense. We'll see where he lands. Keep an eye on that. Man, could be a good streamer moving forward into next season. All right, everybody, that is all I have. That's the free agent frenzy. What a frenzy. What an absolute frenzy. People were crazy. They were popping off. Oh, my God. But that's it. Um, I keep an ear out here because I'm going to be dropping some more episodes. I still got one more episode of my divisional series. I forgot the central division. I, I didn't really forget it, but... It's like the draft came up and then free agent. I was like, why would I do the central division before the free agent thing happens? So anyways, I'm going to do the central division soon, the next couple of days with a guest, a special guest. So tune into that. And again, um, follow me on Twitter at Blake Creamer SE. Get in there and try and win these uh, ultimate fantasy packs. All right. We've already got a bunch of entries. So you got to get your biscuits in there and do that. I want to hand these out. I want you to crush at fantasy hockey like me. All right. Didn't place over third place last season. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I got like four third place finishes. What the? Depth? All right. You know what? That's that's neither here nor there. All right. I'm still a good person and I'm coming for the chips next season. All right. It's business time and, we're, and you're coming along with me. All right. All right. Are we doing it? We're doing it. Thank you for listening, everybody. 
Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.